Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Talkville, the uh, ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. We are in the end of season three. We are in the finale, the finale episode. And I want to say, if you'd like to see us live, the three of us watching the finale, it's on Patreon. A lot of perks on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash Talkville, you're going to get a lot of perks. And most importantly, you're going to be helping the podcast. We're doing some transitioning things. We want to get as many people on board as we can. Your support means the world to us. We would not have been able to do three seasons so far if it weren't for you. Ryan Tejas, welcome. Hi. Hello, Tom Welling. Hey, guys. As you'll see, there's some technical differences today. As uh, It seems like every couple episodes we have something, but uh, it's usually me. It's always Tom. Uh, Also, if you watch the Patreon live uh, viewing of the uh, finale of season three with us, you'll notice that we forgot to tell Ryan about it. And he rushed home and he watched it with us, but he was sweating profusely from his run, drinking water and a little flabbergasted, to say the least. Quite. I mean, we we had agreed to do it on that day, but we didn't have like a set hey, time. Yeah, we didn't uh, really hammer it home like like the day before or anything. So I was on a run. I was trying to improve my physical and mental health, and I had to race home because I had to come home because I live up a hill. So I had to sprint up. Were the you hill. running up that hill? <laughs> I was running up that building. I sure was. Did you did you set a new PR when you had to like sprint the last? mile of your run when you realize you're late i was towards the end of it so i was like in like ready to cool down but i did not cool down our socials are talkville podcast (laughs) at talkville podcast if you write a review you can write a review on apple or whatever it really helps the podcast subscribe listen um if you didn't get a chance to call into our hotline you can just go to my instagram which is at the michael rosenbaum and go to my link tree you could see my cameo you could see where tom and i are going for cons you can see all sorts of stuff, uh, handles for Talkville, my podcast inside of you. Also, the inside uh, the talkvillepodcast.com. Great merch. The merch, people love the merch. You can get a damn who's that t shirt or sweatshirt. You can get new art. Uh, that's only 50 prints of me and Tom that we signed. Um, they're available now, so you might want to jump on that for the holidays and uh, all sorts of other stuff. Um, and the inside of you online store, we've got Lexmas scripts and. Uh, Talkville, uh, the keys, the ship keys, and a whole bunch of other stuff. But uh, thanks for the support. Without further ado, let's get into Season 3, Episode 22. This is called Covenant. Title Covenant aired May 19, 2004. Director was Gregory Beeman. We love Greg. Teleplay by Alfred Golf. Golf and Miles Miller. Story by Todd Slavkin and Darren Swimmer. Guest star Adrian Palicki, a buddy of mine, as Lindsay Harrison, Cara, Cara, Cara. If you're from New York, it's Kara. Gary Hudson as FBI agent, FBI agent Frank Loder, Robert Wisden as Gabe Sullivan, Terrence Stamp as the voice of Jorel. <laughs> do your best Jorel, Ryan. I, I, you can't? No, I can't. I'm not going to do that. Jorel. I, I think we Carole. should get, uh, you know, our buddy Bob, who, who likes the AG1. Bob Knudsen? Oh, yeah. He loves AG1. Yeah. I'd love to get him to read. You know, he'd be like, Laura, Cara. Hey, how you doing? I love the AG1. I'll tell you what. Clark. Synopsis. <laughs> Clark gets visited by an old family friend and comes face to face with his Kryptonian destiny and the deal his earthly father has made. Lex pushes to seal his father's fate and exposes the danger in doing so to everyone involved. Also, we have, uh, if everything works out right, we have a guest today. If, if, if I'm wrong, then we won't. It's, we're, on the, we're waiting on the heel. On, on, what, what, do you, what do you say on the uh, heels of our tippy toes? No. What's the saying? What are you trying to say? When you're waiting on, like, you know, your... Your bated breath? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> this episode of Twilight this opens with well. a naked lady walking through the woods and onto the highway before she gets T-boned by an oncoming car. 
she gives it a haymaker, flipping it over and incinerating the driver inside. I really loved the effect. That was that was a great opening. Really cool opening. Ryan missed it. Violent. No, I saw it. I watched it again. Oh, you did? I Good watched for you. Of course I did. She makes her way through the woods and onto the Kent's doorstep. Clark opens the door, surprised by the visitors, and gets introduced to Kara from Krypton naked. Clark welcomes in his fellow countrywoman, and his parents extend to stay overnight. We learn that Kara came from the cave wall. Jonathan calls her bluff and asks her to share her powers. She tells him to stay out of it and asks Clark to return home. Uh, as they embrace, Lex barges in and Kara disappears. The two guys talk about Lionel being behind bars and how his lawyers will get him out of it. Clark offers to be an eyewitness to the crimes committed at Belle Reve. And in this scene, Clark tells him he witnesses Lionel ordering higher voltage against Lex. But Clark wasn't there. Um, this was a great scene. A lot of things were going on. I like how Adrian uh, Adrian is is playing uh, this character, Kara. I think that it's just very alien-like. It's very subtle. It's very sexy. It's very. It's all those things. And let me ask you, when she opened the door, I, I assume she wore pasties. We talk about this in the video that we watched, the screening. But I was saying that, you know, from, from now on, when I'm shirtless, I'm going to wear pasties. I think guys should start wearing pasties. Well, I mean, there there is that thing. They'll they'll probably won't film you from bows down, but because uh, that's what the whole point is, in a way. What if you but, wore yeah. just a big pasty on your Wong Chung? Like in the end of this episode, <laughs> we see Lionel Luther being escorted into a comically large jail cell by flipped FBI agent Loader. Despite being in handcuffs, Lionel's still wanting info on Clark Kent. Loader tells him he doesn't have a leg to stand on and leaves. And later that night, back on the Kent farm, we see that Kara, Kara, has found some clothing. She tries telling Clark that he is not meant for the human world. Clark tries to resist, but Kara convinces him to hear her out And after she flies with him into the sky. Tom, any memories of filming the scene where you're flying? In watching it, I couldn't figure out how it was happening. She says it's all him, that he's doing it. And we'll find out at the end of the episode some interesting information about whether that was true or not. I thought that was cool, but... There was a joke I made that as they fly, they go right past a bas- basketball hoop. And all I could think was, if Clark just had a ball, he could just dunk it right there. And that'd be hilarious. <laughs> He's such but a non sequitur. I love stupid. the moonshot, yeah. too. What a beautiful moonshot, right? It was a beautiful It moon. looked really yeah. good. When they're flying, one of the things I think she says is that everyone you know will, lo- will die or leave you. That's why you have to come with me. And it's as you know anything about Superman, you know that's, that's going to happen. They either betray you, leave you, or, so she was right. or die first. She's and right. One thing... One thing that I remembered thinking about in preparation for that was, did you guys ever see an old show called Highlander? I never I watched it. Die, I mean, it wasn't my cup of tea. There could be only one. But one of the things they deal with is the fact that he outlives everyone he loves throughout the centuries. And I, I just recall having thought about that for this episode. That's sad and very profound to think about it. Because really, she said something that's very a generalized sort of statement because my grandmother has sat there and watched all the people she loved die. And that's what people do as you age. We People leave you. I just had a friend who I adore, Alex, and she lost her dad unexpectedly to a heart attack. And it's devastating. And it's like, it, it's it's cliche, but it's, it's, it's unfortunately, life is so great. And then it's so horrifying at times. And you just don't know what yeah. to expect. And, and it's, but that's sort of a, a generalized statement to say but you know it's also pretty you know it's apropos they return to the ground into the kawachi caves there they investigate the crack in the wall where kara came from kara said she's been waiting in the walls until the time when jurel felt clark was ready clark denies her persistence and says he is not ready to leave the next day at u.s penitentiary lex goes to visit his father lionel confesses to lex that he has failed him as a father and shares his degenerative liver disease he asks his son to not let him die in prison and lex responds by telling him to politely beat it wait well when he says beat it he says dad well because he's lionel's trying to sympathize he's trying to say like um he's trying to get lex back to help yeah. it out lex says this might have been more effective if you had a string quartet in the corner playing barber's requiem that is the song at the end of the episode it requiem. is requiem it's that mozart that's like the most famous part the most famous barbara's movie. requiem is it and, barbara and, you said Barbara or Barbara's. I I was Googling it. Barbas. I couldn't find anything, but I know it's, I know what he said, Requiem. And I know that's what the song is. So that was that. That was that. You were right. You were that right. That was that. That is that. One point for Ryan. And it's got the, and Barber. 
Get it? Barber? Kiki Maybe Barber's I'm wrong about Re- that, but Kiki I know... Barber's Requiem. Back in the Kent farm, the Kents discuss whether or not Kara is for real as she mindlessly stares out the window. They consider Dr. Swan being behind this. Kara interrupts the convo and tells Jonathan that he cannot be trusted because he broke the covenant. This forces Jonathan to share the deal he made with Jarrell to get Clark back from Metropolis. As this is going on, we see Detective Loader using a satellite dish to overhear the conversation from his cruiser. Kara notices. A satellite. out of the car and then freaking vaporizes the car inside. I mean, he vape, she vaporized him. I didn't think the effect was that good, but it was pretty dark. <laughs> yeah. And you got to think. Clark's like, if this is what you do to people, I don't want to be involved with you. Well, she just hates dudes driving cars, apparently, is what we've learned. Yeah. She has no no (laughs) patience for a man in a car. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Talkville today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Talkville. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. After witnessing a murder, Martha and Jonathan continue their argument about the reckless deal made with Jarrell and what it means now for Clark and her family. The next day at school, Jonathan Kent walks into Smallville High. He goes to meet Chloe in the torch and asks her for help in analyzing the fingerprints on a cup used by Kara. Lana pulls up to the Kent farm in her Jeep Liberty, the second time she's made an appearance during a season finale in preparation for her departure. She asks Clark for a ride to the airport the next day and then pleads with Clark to share his real feelings as she uh, strokes her nicely wet, weird, different hair that I kind of (laughs) liked. She does find Kara standing in the distance, and Clark says it's his cousin from California. (laughs) That hot chick uh, staring at me is my cousin. What do you got? I guess first cousin's Mary, where you're from, Clark? Uh, She could have been from Jonathan's She's literally out in the middle of a field doing nothing. She's not even like, she's not holding anything. She's not completing any task. She's just glaring. Yeah, and, and I like her. She's really nice. You should meet her. Lana looks jealous. She's jelly. You like blondes. I knew it. I knew it. After <laughs> Lana leaves, Kara says Clark is not meant to be with her. She tells him to him they are the only ones left and must rebuild the Kryptonian race. Wink, wink. Clark walks inside feeling uneasy and hears a knock at the door. It's a courier who tells him he has a package from someone unknown named lionel luther inside the package is a key i like how he also says the guy goes who's that <laughs> didn't he say that i think no i think we all said that when that guy showed but up. i think he said it too he said who's that i thought he did maybe i'm wrong oh wait no wait i i think i think what you're i think what you're remembering is when lana sees kara in the field she says who's that she oh, does say that. damn who's that <laughs> it's kara yeah, she does. She tries uh, getting Lex to show Lionel some sympathy, but Lex tells her she needs to carry on with their plan to take him down. Clark leaves his home to ask Lionel what the key is. Lionel tells him that he is he knows Clark's name is on the pr- prosecution list. He goes on to tamper with the state's witness by telling Clark he didn't kill his parents and the key he holds opens a secret room at Luther Mansion. Clark heads straight to Luther Mansion, avoiding any security, of course, in Lex's secretive room that Lionel shouldn't even know about, and uses the key to enter Lex's secret stalker room, and is shocked by the contents of the room, and turns to find Lex standing in the doorway, and he's pissed off because 
Lex said he stopped prying into his life. And Lex tells him, it's not you. Hold on, hold on it's me. Hold on, hold, on, hold on a second. We love this on the live podcast. I have to bring it up again. Clark walks into Lex's Clark Museum. And one of the first lines Lex says, Clark, I, I know you think this is all about you. And Clark's like, why? Because of the headshot that you took from my agent? In you the have corner? like, like what 10 is- different headshots of me in your room, dude. <laughs> Clark doesn't buy it and tells Lex he's just like his father before storming out. And then Lex goes on to to all the pictures. No, I'm kidding. Cut that out. Clark goes back home to share the news with his mother. He's starting to think, think that Kara may have a point and that he should return home. Martha tries to console her son, and Clark suddenly remembers that he's supposed to see off Lana. Instead of running into Clark at the airport, Lana runs into Lex outside. She thanks him for the gesture, and he says... Maybe I'll see you there. Across the street, Clark watches, white rose in hand and heartbroken. Lana sees him, tries to reach him, but he leaves. She picks up the white rose and cries off in her newly wet hair. Lex leaves to head back to the courthouse to attend his father's trial. Chloe is there and lets him know that the star witness, Clark Kent, is nowhere to be found. As they discuss this, Clark barges in, gives Lex a shoulder, and heads towards the courtroom. Lex tries thanking him, but Clark tells him, Our friendship is over! That's like that's like Stallone when he's like, he's like, you wanted this war. This is war. You're your war, not mine. This war, this war is over. You called me. I didn't call you. You called me. I didn't call you. <laughs> Nothing's over. No, but I, I nothing. You, no, but I thought it was interesting. As Clark brushes past Lex, he gives him a little shoulder, and Lex doesn't flinch too much. Um. As a viewer, I kind of wanted to see Lionel in the courtroom, but I guess you really don't need it. I just felt like it all happened too quick. Like Clark walks in past Lex, and all of a sudden Lionel comes out. Like how long were they in there? It seemed like. Yeah. But I like the way that you were like you were. You were kind of like, okay, I see how it is. I see you. And then when he says, uh, when Clark says we're not friend, our friendship is over. You know, I kind of wanted you to be like, can't say that. It's not fair. Less is better. Those you, words have meaning. Yeah, there was no courtroom scene. Yeah, it, but you didn't it, need it, 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 it. I guess not. You didn't need it. I I there's been a lot of extras. Nah, you didn't. You need would it. you would have had a Canadian guy trying to be an, a lawyer. Order, order in the court, eh? Order. <laughs> you owe the court two loonies and a toonie, and where's your two? Get your just a day. The connects are playing the night without seeing any more in the courtroom. We cut back to a scene in the Kent barn and find Clark and Kara talking about his frustrations with the humans. Kara tells him that his birth mother, Lara, has missed him so much. With this, Clark says that he is ready to leave. Later that afternoon, Martha and Jonathan are frantically searching for Clark, concerned with the way he was talking. At the same time, Chloe shows up with DNA results showing weird results with relation to Kara. In those, those, she really like. Wait, was that when she like drove in her little beetle? Yeah, like, it was like an all one shot. Like she yeah. had to drive in and like hand it off, like and it, say all our lines. Yeah, yeah. It was like a. It, it was, was a very clean handoff. It was a clean handoff. It was a steady cam day. It, lo- it looked like it also looked like John was like closely kind of catching a corner the front. You know, but he's been around cars his whole life. He wasn't going to get. He knows. Trip. Yeah. Inside the caves, we see Clark and Kara holding hands and wall blasting some light <laughs> from the fissure. Uh, fissure. 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 Where Kara came from. Jonathan interrupts them in time and reveals that Kara's real name is Lindsay. She's not Kryptonian, but a petty thief. We learn that Lindsay's car was hit while driving on a road near the caves during the meteor shower, and she's been preserved ever since. Jarrell was just using Kara to lure Clark back. Jarrell begins speaking from the walls. Clark, or no, Jarrell, or Kal-El. <laughs> he zapped Kara, saying she has served her purpose. Going on to say Jonathan has as well as he strangles him with a burst of energy. In order to save his father, Clark agrees to zap through the cave walls and join Jarrell. Back in the maximum security. I thought that was, that was cool really effect. good. Yeah. That was a cool effect. It looked really good. It was and that creepy. was 20 years ago and it still looked good. Like the, yeah, the pulling of the face of the pixel. Yeah, yeah that looked dope, dude. Back in the maximum security prison, we see Lionel greeted by a fellow inmate who proceeds to buzz his hair. He's beginning to look like Lex. While this happens, and it was our buddy Rick who was shaving. He, he passed away, um, <clears throat> but he was our bodyguard on set and uh, really great guy and uh, shaved John's hair. Oh, well, he, was, this, he was very buff. He was very buff. 
While this happens, we see Lex downing some poison booze, Chloe and her father in a house that explodes under protective custody, Martha observing a burned Kryptonian symbol on the farm, and the episode ends with Clark nude in the fetal position and Jarrell telling him that he will be reborn. You know, well, and if you were to if you were to have watched our live viewing of this, you would have seen the three of us like mouths agaping, like, what? How is this even Ryan after the house blew up? You thought that was it. And it just kept going. There was more and more happening that none of us remembered. Yeah. Well, you know, what's crazy is the episode bookends with nakedness. It does. Nude woman, the nude Clark. And the whole episode was good. It was like, okay, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. But the last five minutes were huge. It, I, I thought yeah. it, it was. It felt like um, the scene at the end of The Godfather during the christening. Yeah, it's it's the montage of Michael the, getting his revenge, and it was the montage of Lionel getting his revenge yeah. on all of his enemies. Yeah, I don't know how Chloe's going to survive that explosion. I mean, the whole house just how the f-, f would she live? They were both inside. They closed the door, and then yeah, maybe she. Uh, it doesn't make sense. She's dead. But, She's maybe, dead. maybe she was. Behind the freezer when it exploded. Chloe's dead. She's um, dead. <laughs> yep. uh, highlights and lowlights. Working with Adrian Palicki. Uh, she was awesome. She was really cool. Uh, I didn't have any scenes with her, but we hung out a little bit when we got back to L.A. just as friends. And she's uh, she's just a, she's a sweetheart. And I thought she did a great job. Tom, you like working with her? Yeah, she was fantastic. I, she, I, I saw her recently at a con and it was just like, hey, what's up? And we talked a little bit about this episode and how Marvel was a big hit at the time. So for her to come in on her first episode and literally take all her clothes off, she's like, you know, that wasn't the easiest thing to do in the world. She's just be in front of a crew for the first time naked with pasties. But um, yeah, she's, she's great done great. She's done a great job. Friday Night Lights. I love Friday Night Lights. She's on the Orville, Redenbacher. That's a great show. I haven't seen it, but I hear it's good. I mean, she was one of the assassins in John Wick, the first John one. Wick. She yeah, with John Wick. Yeah, that's right. She worked with John yeah. Woo. Um, the friendship between Clark and Lex is certainly at a boiling point, the most we've ever seen. I don't know how the, they're going to rebound from this, but um, you know, walking into that room and seeing all these things, him doing all this. But then you have to think for a second, well, he's right. Le- Lex is looking into me because I am... I'm I'm mysterious. There's no one more mysterious than Clark Kent. You could still be friends with somebody, but also still like fascinated by something's going on with this guy. What is it? I don't know. What is he supposed to do? Just go, oh yeah, you show up to everybody, saving everybody, and uh, you save me off the, and uh, just I'm letting it go, man. I'm a mastermind. I'm a brilliant man, but I'm just going to let it all go. So there's got to be something there that, you know, Clark knows that he's not, you know, well, if, if it was present day, he'd be stalking him on, on Instagram or something. Yeah, he'd just be diving really into your DMs. Just diving into Clark's DMs. Interesting things of note. Interesting Lionel describes note. his struggle with Lex as Oedipal. Oedipus was a man from Greek mythology who unknowingly killed his father. You know, the Oedipus complex. Glover volunteered himself to shave his head. Adrian Palicki, who played Kara, went Free on to start in the canned Aquaman pilot alongside Justin Hartley. She also starred in the unaired Wonder Woman pilot. The symbol burned into the Kent's field means crusade, most likely in reference to the next episode, also called crusade. Yeah. Crusade. Thank thank you. (laughs) We've been trying to get Sam Jones on Sam Jones, the third on for quite a while. It's a brief little interview because he's filming, but we got him for about eight or nine minutes. And, uh, his energy is just electric, and it was so nice to at least see him. We're going to get him on for more future episodes, but at least we got a little taste of Sam. And next time, we promise it will be a longer interview, but at least you get the idea of how much fun and how heartbreaking it was when he uh, – well, you'll, you'll just listen. Check this out. <laughs> 
you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hold on, Sam. Hold on. You look good. Damn, you look good. Hold on a second. Hold, hold the hold the horses. Hold, hold the, the horses. horses, baby. Sam Jones the third, folks. We have waited for this Let's pinnacle go. moment. You don't understand, Sam. We you are have become such a favorite again. And like, you know, it's it's you are the this is the finale of season three, and like you are our star guest. That's it. One guest, you're the guest, and thank you for finally being here. Damn! Thank, thank, thank you guys, and thank you guys, man. It means it means a lot to me, man. It, it's crazy because, like, I swear, every social media platform that I have, all I got was like DMs from fans, like, "Go on, talk to them. Why won't you go on talk to them? Why won't you go on talk to them?" <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, "Hey, if I don't go on soon, I feel like they're gonna they're gonna catch me outside, not just on social media." So I'm here, man, and. <laughs> I miss you guys, miss all the fans. So, you know, excited to be on with you guys today. We we talk about you all the time and on the podcast, every time we see your character, we're like, there he is. We're always we always say where we want more Pete. We always say that. Yeah. We really do. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not gonna lie. I I missed you guys, man. I missed you guys. This I think it's um sorry, I'm on set right now, so it's a little loud. But um, you know, it, I just think yeah, I just think that it's really funny how like life can imitate art sometimes and like you know I, I would see some of the talk bills and i would see tom like you know saying we want him on the show and i would see the positive stuff going but i was trying to just like i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna look at that i'm not going on that show I, like i don't want to re rebuttal those feelings you know and um you know i'm here now it's a, it's emotional for me man honestly you know i i know tom and michael like we were just babies when we started that show yeah and it was like we really became a family. Like we would be eating over each other's houses, and and it, it was just it was just an amazing experience. And um, when I left, it was super emotional. So to come back on, that was kind of the the like, damn, I don't want to pull up these feelings again and all this stuff. But I'm I'm excited that I did, and I, I missed you guys, and I'm happy. To we be missed here, you man. too, man. And Sam, I gotta tell you, you know, when that final scene where you say, "Clark, I'm going," your guys are you know you're on the basketball court at, at, at the farm. And you get emotional. It's like you always brought it. Like you, it's almost like you knew you didn't have much to do in an episode or whether you did or not, you just turned it on. You turned it on yeah. and you wanted to be the best. I remember you being so young and I was young, but you were even younger, but you were always like wanting to be great, wanting to be the best you could, always trying to find something. How's that? How do, how do we do this? How do we do that? You were always such a team player. What do you like... Um, what were your thoughts when they did they tell you this was going to be your last episode? How much head time or he, uh, headway did you have? Honestly, what what I remember is for that first, I forget. Actually, I think I found out at a convention or something. It was it was like the weirdest thing, dude. Like, are we just telling the truth here? Or are yeah, we just like making a nice, <laughs> yeah. Like like honestly, I don't remember exactly how they told me, but they what they did tell me was going to be my last season. And I remember we were at a convention. And they were like, um, if the fans ask you about like next season, don't really bring it up because we don't want them to know. So I remember going out on stage and everyone was so excited and the fans were asking questions and I was sitting there just knowing I wasn't coming back next season. And then again, still just keeping it under my lid, you know, with the emotions on stage and the fans being there and knowing I wasn't come back. It was like it was really heartbreaking, man, because um, Smallville was actually my first series ever and. Yeah, my career, it was it was incredible. Like I was the first movie I ever did, I was the lead. The second movie I ever did, I was the lead. The first series I ever did was Smallville and it was like huge. So it just felt like, you know, just being a teenager and starting acting and I felt like this is the way that things are. Like, okay, now I found my family with these guys and 
it was just it was just emotional on the um on that front and then and then yeah and then not being able to tell the fans and then leaving and then people would be like why did you leave we love your character so it was kind of a lot you know what companies would you want to work for just capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good companies like bank of america which just earned the prestigious just capital 2024 seal Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed and um and yeah just a- acting is my whole life dude so even if i only had one scene or you know a couple lines it would be like how can i make this real how can i really relate to the character and i mean we started bonding during the pilot me and tom i remember like being in the sutton place hotel and looking at the comic books like oh this is my character and this is my character <laughs> try to do research and i'm like wait wait pete's white like that's me right there like it, it was it was and it was it was it was a crazy though so i just um it's crazy when i hear from the fans and they say things like you know smallville got me through war like people went to war or smallville held our family together or just just how impactful this 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 um this show was you know so it wasn't just impactful to us as actors or, or us as our characters but it was also impactful to the fans and um yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just happy to be here, just to see you guys again, man. I definitely want to start doing more with the two of you guys. I remember we saw each other like maybe was it a year ago, a few months ago at that convention in Kentucky or something. Yeah, no, I think it was Raleigh, yeah, North really- Carolina, or something. It was something on the East Coast, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. I forget exactly where it was exactly, but um, I'm just, I just, I'm, it's right now. I'm in a really great place, man, in my personal life. It, Definitely just getting back with my original family, which is you guys, is is something that I've always wanted. So this is a actually a really big moment for me, uh, bigger than just the podcast. You know, oh, it's beautiful. Well, man. we love you being here, and I have two fan questions for you. They're kind of two in one because you're the, the one of the only characters besides Clark's parents who knows his secret, and you had to keep it, and you had to deal with that stress of keeping it. And then secondly, how easy was it to hate Lex Luthor? Oh, bastard, <laughs> bastard. Well, I remember when I. Matt Michael, I'm like to myself, this is terrible casting. Like this dude's got long hair. He's funny. He farts a lot. Like this is <laughs> first day on set. He had the bald head. Then I was like, oh wait, hold up. Like what happened to the hair? And Michael is such a brilliant actor. Honestly, he he really turns that Lex thing on. He goes right into character, and um, he just made it so believable. You know, even even sometimes like when they would say cut, he wouldn't really deal with me like Sam. He would deal with me still as Lex. The, the the set design was so good. The outfits were so good. And he was just so phenomenal as an actor that it was just, it was real. You know what I mean? Thank so you. kudos to Michael for uh, definitely being a, a team player and just like any emotions that I brought in scenes with them, it was very easy because he's giving on both sides of the camera and he's super talented because in real life, he ain't nothing like that. I ain't cool. <laughs> you know, Sam, you know what's funny? Is I felt the same way. I felt like they're gonna fire me. I'm a goofball. I I I, I hate to cut this short, but the um director, he's like they're running way behind, My and I just daughter. I just jumped in um right here right now. Well, look, we love you, and hopefully, you know, we can cu- we could do this and, and have a little longer of an interview next time. Or yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it again, man. I I really want to sit down and like get into the nitty gritty and really you know build with you guys. Guys, it's just like right now they're they're uh yeah. Do no. your thing, buddy. Do yeah. you great seeing you.
Well, yeah, thank you for having me. Let's 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 do another one, man. Break a leg, buddy. All right, cool. See ya. Love you. We love Sam Jones. Sam, we love you. Thanks for coming. You're gonna come on again soon. I know you had to go film. Good luck with that. And uh, man, that was just that was just incredible. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. And now it is time for the hotline. Talk Thank you for calling 213 Jet Cute. We love your questions. Sometimes. Right now, we're going to go to Patreon Privilege, patreon.com slash talkville. Here we go. A lot of privileges, and you help the podcast. Let's start out with uh, Garrett W. Garrett, what do you got, buddy? Nice hat, talkville. Hey there, Garrett W. from the Smallville Forever Patreon group. Uh, My question is for the episode Covenant. Uh, That ending scene with Lana is pretty brutal. Uh, Tom, uh, do you remember filming that scene? And I'm sure it's a cut, but always curious when that bus goes by, did you like sprint down the escalator to hide from the camera, or was it a cut? Thanks. Uh, that's a very good question. I thought the same thing. And if I would think I ducked, I re- I just like took two steps and ducked behind something. And then Kristen had to pretend she couldn't see me ducking. I'm pretty sure that's how we did it. Because that would save a lot of money and time. Interesting. Thanks, Garrett. Like the modern way to do it is like you're standing there and then you shoot a plate of you not standing there and you have a digital bus go by and that's the transition. Or you just go, you see him standing there and you cut back to Lana and then you cut back and he's gone. Like, it's just an edit. Who gives a shit? You don't even need to see him. That Well, it's just the, the bus going across, and then he's suddenly not there is kind of a fun I, I think he, ju- he jumped on the bus. He jumped on the hey, bus. Hey, Thomas yeah. Leaf Blower from Niagara Falls, Canada. I have a question for the season three finale, Covenant. Just wondering, what was Adrian Pilecki like? She seems like a really cool actress, and she's gone on to do a lot of cool other things, a lot of other superhero projects. Thanks. Thanks, Tom. We just discussed that. So we had that. I appreciate Thomas. We loved her. She was uh, fantastic. We just saw her at a, at a con. Brandon? Hey guys, Brandon from Indiana. Just watched last night the season three finale Covenant. I don't know if you guys have already recorded for this or not, but I have a couple questions. What the hell? What the hell? I mean, just like, what the hell? This is the third finale in a row that we have watched right before it's time for bed that I've had to now stay up later than I'm supposed to because I got to know what happened. And uh, of course, the first episode of season four did not give me very many answers. But uh, what the hell? I don't. Uh, I don't. I. Uh, what the hell? That's that's about, that's about all I can say. All right. Well, first of all, a new T-shirt's going to come out. And it's going to say, what the hell, Brandon? Because what the hell? <laughs> I agree with you. It was a lot of holy shit moments, Brandon. And uh, there's nothing else to say than what the hell. Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm speechless, too. A lot of stuff happens. It was pretty crazy. And uh, I hope we figure out what happens. It's kind of disappointing that you say nothing. I mean, listen, as, as viewers of other TV shows, it's inevitable. And you try not to think about it. But when you watch the, you know, especially in the old days, a regular TV, you watch the season finale. And it ends and you're like, What? And you're so happy and pissed off at the same time that you have to wait yeah, to see what happens. I'll tell you what, it's like a streamer. Like that, one of those, you know, it was really a cliffhanger like what they do now. So it was kind of nice. Hi, this is Willa from Wisconsin. Do you guys think Lex actually believes what he says about his obsession room not being about Clark? Or do you think he's just desperately trying to cover? Thanks. I think it's both. I think, honestly, I think Lex is like going, how did I survive? Am I... Do I have something? But he also thinks something about Clark. I think it's twofold. He's got a giant poster of Clark. <laughs> or maybe it's just the actor Tom Willing that he's into. We don't know. Yeah, that was a that was his headshot. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. Hi, this is Sarah from Smallville Memes. In the series, it is emphasized that being a hero is Clark's destiny, largely because he has powers that no one else does because he's Kryptonian. However, there are many times in the series where Clark's powers are lost, transferred, or give an additional person without the physical toll that Jonathan received. And I think that every time that it is done, the show suffers because it makes Clark's alien origins less meaningful. If anyone can get these powers, what makes Clark's genetics so special? Thanks so much. Let's call Al. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have an answer? No, I I don't think we ever really touched on the Clark really gets his energy from the sun. So I, I don't think tracking sunlight and not, but I, look, she brings up a lot of good points, but I think it goes back to what you say a lot. It's suspension disbelief. I mean, you got to just. Yeah, I, I didn't sit back and relax. Stuff. Sarah, you're smarter than we are. What can I say, Sarah? 
Thank you. Hey, guys, it's Jason from Pittsburgh. This question is for Michael and Tom. Did Al or Miles give you any insight or direction or instructions uh, about the character of Kara coming on to the show? Were you told that she was just going to be featured in a oneer? Were you told that she was going to be in multiple episodes, a potential regular on the show? I just think all of us small villains would love to know the answer to that question. Love you guys. Love, love Superman. You, you guys are great. Have a great weekend. Yeah. You're a nice man. Thank you. Uh, you know, no, uh, I just got to set and I was like, who's that? Damn, who's that? <laughs> and there's Kara, you know, and it's like, oh, she's playing Kara. Who's Kara? Uh, she's supposed to be from Kryptonia, but she's not. Oh, cool. Does it affect me? Not really. Okay. I'm going to my trailer. You know, <laughs> what could have been cool looking back is in your Clark Museum. What if there was a picture of Kara for some reason? That would have been kind of cool. I like how we keep calling her Kara, Kara. Kara. Shane, thank you, Jason. You're a very kind man. Hey, guys, this is Shane from Florida. So I think this may be the singular best season final in Smallville's history, perhaps with the exception of the series finale. And my question is, did you guys ever take time during the process of being on the show to sort of reflect and take pride in what you were doing and accomplishing and producing? Or did that only kind of get to come after the fact when you guys had had some time and distance away from it? Thanks so much, guys. Bye. There were times, Shane, where I go, wow, I am this, this shows, I'm so proud of it. I'm so most of the time I was, I was proud of it. And I was happy to be on it. Um, as a, as a artist and I guess a perfectionist, I, I certainly, you know, wanted sometimes episodes to be better or storylines to be better or, but ultimately, um, you know, I, I was proud, um, and I'm more so proud now, Tom. Yeah, I think I'm able to appreciate it now. The time has passed a little bit. I'm not sort of being in the trenches with it. We're going to find an episode later on where Clark throws, I don't know, something into the snow and the Fortress of Solitude comes out. And I remember that day was huge because we got picked up in helicopters. Oh we had three God. helicopters flying around filming. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah, That was probably my favorite day ever. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. I can't wait till we get to that. And they cut me out of that completely, and I was in the snow and on a mountain. Hey, guys. This is Eric the Incredible Folk calling in from Utah. I had a question about season three finale, Covenant. When Lionel Luther shaved his head, uh, was there any reactions from the cast or crew? It was just awesome, and it was his choice, and I think his idea, and good for John. He did it for the art, and it was time. He wanted to shave his head, and it was the perfect time. He was in prison, and uh, I think the crew was like, holy shit, he looked good with a shaved head. He looked good with hair. And he acted all the way through it. I mean, that was cool. Yeah. That was just like, you knew you were watching a professional. Yeah. And that was a cool moment. Absolutely. Yeah. What's your frequency, Kenneth? Hey, this is Kenny from Ohio. At the time I saw this, it was the greatest season finale of a TV show that I had ever seen. And I spent the entirety of the summer waiting for season four, speculation and rumors and whatever leaks I could find online. And I just wanted to know if it hit you guys in 2023 as hard as it hit me back in 2004 when it aired. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it, it was it was huge. I mean, I, I don't my response this time was even bigger. I think I, I I watch it and I'm just like now that I'm watching the show, it's it's pretty astounding, Tom. Yeah, I think it's cool. Um. I think it. I think it holds up. I think it's a great episode. Ryan, you have no. You can't answer that. Well, that was. A, I mean, it was great. We yeah. were all. We all watched it together. We were mesmerized. Our, we, our mouths were agape. Agape. Our mouths were agape. My question is for Tom. Tom, seeing the end of the episode when you, Jonathan, and um, Kara are in the caves. When the cave opens, you're kind of like all the actors' hair is moving. How do you guys shoot that when you're kind of doing a scene where something is moving your hair because of you know the energy of the cave wall? Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh you, you gotta got you guys sitting there with a fan who apologizes before it even turns on he goes i'm sorry i have to do this but it's my job russ and they go action and you got a couple guys moving lights and you got a big old thing and, like, and you just try to feel it in your body what it could possibly be like and um you know leaning forward or back because the energy is pulling you it's you know i it's it's a lot of fun if you gotta let yourself do it though you can't you can't judge it in the moment check this out Check this question out. This is what Ryan was saying. Quinn. Quinn said the same thing, Ryan. Oh, yeah. This is Quinn from Warsaw, Indiana. I just wanted the final scene when Lionel made that shave, if that was based loosely on the Godfather, because that's kind of where my mind was when I watched it. I thought, 
gunpowder when Michael was getting shot that bad while everybody else was getting killed in the enemy thing. That was the worst recording ever. But Quinn, you rock. It was just a bad soundbite. But um, the quality. But uh, yes, Godfather. Totally Godfather. Uh, that was pretty freaking rad. Um, you were right on, buddy. You were right I on. I think that's what they're going for. Why not? Wait, what, a, what a thing for them to shoot for. Yeah. International folks. Rich, Michael, do you remember how many takes you did uh, of the end choking scene? Uh, I don't recall eh. that many. I don't recall that many. I, I just remember it being, you know, you have to, it's the subtlety. It's the drink, and then it hits you, and then the, the. I remember making notes. Like, I, I, I would think, okay, you're just enjoying a drink. It's all, you feel guilty, and then something's happening, and you realize you've been poisoned in the fear and look on your face. So it was just kind of like, okay, how do I get there in, in like three, five seconds? It's like, oh, okay. And then like, oh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty easy. And then fall, fall toward the table. Yes. Because you don't want to fall yeah, the other way. A- angle that way. We have to see you fall out of frame that way, and then we'll get a stunt guy. Bria, or I'll do it. This episode featured the most dramatic Clark moment of the entire series, which is when he saw Lex and Lana hugging goodbye and dropped his flower as he left. As beautifully sad as the scene was, Tom, why do you think Clark reacted like this and didn't wait to say goodbye? Probably didn't know how to say goodbye. You know, he didn't want to cause that pain. He just wanted to disappear. I would imagine. Brian Adams once said, never say goodbye. Never say goodbye. Uh, I found Raj's question. If you want, yeah, it, it's like it's a doozy. Do uh, it. it, but it's very specific. Is it um, long? Yeah, typical right. Raj. Uh, in this scene, after Lex has fallen through the glass tables and is choking on the floor, we see an issue of Forbes in clear view. You don't see this magazine on the table as Lex falls through, which made me wonder if there was a reason for including it in this shot. Uh, was able to figure out it was the October 2003 issue, an Entrepreneur of the Year issue. Not not very relevant to the episode uh, by itself, but when looking at the table of contents, page 148 had a story called Where Are They Now? implying a tough year for former individuals featured as Entrepreneur of the Year. Made me wonder if someone in the props department specifically included this issue to imply it covered Lionel as a former Entrepreneur of the Year and his downfall after being arrested for the murder of his grandparents. Something Lex would obviously be very interested in reading during the events of this episode. And he includes pictures. Lex, Raj, Raj, first of all, get a life. All right, that's number right, one. Raj. Get a life. Number Raj, two, you have a family. I mean, your family, but like Raj, you know I don't like long questions. And two, this question was so long and so ridiculous. You forgot what it was about. It was interesting. I mean. Well, you can read it later. I, I love you, Raj. Because I'm looking at it. And I, the it's interesting rosenbaum rating system what do you give it ryan uh uh uh, three wow tom i give it three wow i gotta go 2.5 2.5 me too 2.5 i don't know what well i mean yeah i think the i think the first episode's always the three and everything's close but not quite Uh, but this is good this is a two and a half solid like a a uh death and save count three dead kara kills the driver on the road at night Kara vaporizes Detective Loader. Jarrell zaps Zara. Kara. Kara. Zero saved through 22 episodes of season three. Wait, wait, wait. We have to assume that both Chloe and her dad are dead. We have to. At this well, point, we, don't we don't know yet, though. We haven't. We ha- We can't add those yet because we haven't had uh, full disclosure of that. Confirmation. Uh, we just had to right. walk into a house that exploded. Yes, but we don't know. <laughs> through 22 episodes in season three. 33 dead, 33 saved. Series, 92 dead, 103 saved. Ryan's favorite scene. I mean, do we even have to? He's going to write down three scenes. We will guess which one is his favorite scene. I think you guys can just guess. Well, it's. I would say it's probably the the whole montage at the end. It's the whole uh, Godfather. I mean, you can you can say there's a favorite scene. Well, or go ahead. Read montage. them out. Well, no, that because that's clearly it. I didn't even bother because that was yeah. obviously the... Yeah, I, I mean, it can't has to be. It's the ending because we. You, it's either that or like the the cave scene before, but then the cave scene was immediately trumped by just yes. like one of the most. There was no. I mean, there's no way we jarring things I've yeah. ever seen in this series. All right, so, so I think I won. I, I think everybody gets. A, let's give everyone a point. That is it for the episode in this season, guys. Stay tuned for a couple bonus episodes where we break down everything from season three and do a little best of, like we did for season one. Follow our socials to stay in the loop so you don't miss anything. Please support Patreon, patreon.com slash talkville. Become a member. We need your help. 
We need to keep, if you want us to keep going, uh, patreon.com slash Talkville. Uh, let's take the discussion online. Let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials at Talkville Podcast. Show support for the podcast by, again, joining patreon.com slash Talkville. More info, the hotline number, all that stuff is in the handles. And uh, if you go to Instagram, my uh, at the Michael Rosenbaum, uh, my, my tree link, what is it called? Link tree. Link tree. You get at, uh, where Tom and I are going, all that stuff, and much, much more. And uh, we thank you for this wonderful episode. Uh, it was a blast. And remember, folks, always hold on to Smallville. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Talkville is brought to you by our patrons. We couldn't do this without you. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. And that's why we have so much fun making fun of your handles. So here we go. Michael, wait, wait, wait. Up. Well, you got to tell them patreon.com slash Talkville to become a patron. Get your name <laughs> shouted out. We love you. And we can't do the show without you. You know that. Tom, take us away. All right. Nikki G, Leanne P, Raj C, Santiago M, Little Lisa, Thomas the Leafler. Thank you for your question. Sophie M, Betsy D, Abby P, Ray H, Karen Apple M, Daniel B, 99 more, Leilani, rhymes with, just kidding. And Brett G, always hold on to Smallville. Esteban G, DJ Kento, Garrett W, and Kimberly L. Tom and Jason W. Osama A. Lana rhymes with banana W. Nancy D. Brian G. Sarah W. Y. V. R. Grips. That's Vancouver Grips. Anna M. Amanda R. Teddy one two seven. Michael P. Theo M. Ryan R. Jordan M. Uh, Randy B. Craig G. Christy R. Karen P. Jerell. Heather and Greg. I may talk. They'll say butts. Brian H. Eric K. Kristen B. Uh, Nadine W, Stephanie K, Darth Achilles, Finky, early is on time. Damn, who's that? Jeanette E, Deadvit, General Zod, Big D, Doug R, Carlos C, Tommy Z, Boston 68, Ken the Limerick Guy, Corey L, Mr. Home Arcade, Amanda K, Jesse C, Claire M, D Brown, Karenira M, Jules M, Eldon Supremo, Leslie V, Mick Burtz, Ginger Moose, Christoph S, Michelle M, Drew Marisol P. Oh, well, how about that? Yeah. Marisol P. <laughs> and it's usually you, Mike, well, Kane doesn't blink. Sebastian F, Sarah Puss, Cranky Pants, Matthew and Lincoln B, the Coopers, Mary and Louise L, C, Geo. Mary and I sent you a package because it got sent back, but we just sent you another one, so hopefully you got that. I'm so sorry. C, Geo, Cindy C, Nikki L, Big Bash, Bosch, Shannon Fofan and M, Tina E, Matt R, Jen T, Cassie R, Felicia R, Danny M, DS, the RN, JS, Rachel D, Gingerous, Gingerous Prime, and Nate D. When you're rich, you aren't crazy, you're eccentric. Why don't you read the last ones? Jonas One Brothers, Samantha's, <laughs> Samantha S. No, yeah, Darkville's right. Derek. Darkville's Derek. Yeah, it's Samantha S. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, S Starkville's Derek. Spicy Brown says Carrie Ann, the Coopers, Daryl Lee, Kyle F, Charlene A, Spicy Chicken, Jenny B, bunch of amateurs, Anna B, Lesson of Talkville. That's funny. Monica T, Tom H, Je what is that? Jenna May. Jenna C, Michelle M. Heck yeah. We love you. And, I can uh, read a little bit. Thanks for uh, supporting us. We'll see you later. Thank you. 